we have been looking at um, we've been looking at freshness, and I remember that we have really stayed on man shall not live by what by bread alone, you know, and that is um, we looked at that temptation. It says that if you are the son of God, and we said that the enemy wants to equate your spirituality to either lack or plenty. So you feel you are doing well and you feel God has showed up when you have plenty and you have an assumption that um, you know, that you'll be fine. God will show up you know, when you have when you are in a season of lack. Are we together now? And so we said that the temptation wasn't just stone, stone to bread. Um, if that was a temptation, Jesus wouldn't go and take money from the mouth of a fish. There isn't more difference between turning stone to bread and getting money from the mouth of a fish. You get my point now? So he's not against the miraculous. He's not against doing the impossible. The challenge was that it was inched on his spirituality. And if you enter that lane, you would always be on that lane. You get my point now? You would always be on that lane. So the enemy can control you. And so your confidence in God rises when you have um, some answers to prayers. And when you, are, when you are hungry, what happens to your confidence in God? It drops because you have agreed to that line if you are the son of God. You get my point? If you are the son of God, you should not be hungry. It doesn't add up spiritually. You get my point now? Being a son of God has nothing to do with whether you are hungry or you are filled. Are we together now? And that's an important breakthrough you should have. Are you with me, friends? I need to see, it's important to me to see your confidence in your seasons of supposed lack. It is extremely important to me. If I don't see your confidence when your answers are not when your prayers are not yet answered, then I know something critical is missing. You get my point now? I need to see your confidence. The enemy wants to take away your confidence in God and he wants to hinge your confidence in God to the next answered prayer. But your confidence in God, the Bible spoke about Abraham, said that Abraham counted God faithful. Are you with me? His confidence in God was not inched on God's ability to give him God that God was going to give him Isaac. It was just on first on the what? On the faithfulness of God, the character of God. You remember the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego also said that also said that whether he saves us or not, we're not careful to answer you on this on this matter. And so the moment where things appear not to be working out are some of your best moments because that's when you can perfect confidence in God. You get my point now? That's when, this is when you can perfect confidence in God. So you have to make the best of this. You get the point? You have to make the best of that moment. Praise God. You have to make the best of this moment so that your faith is hinged on divine nature. That way Satan can't control you 
And that way you can face um, the challenges and the battles of life. Because there are battles in life. You understand that. And that's okay. It's okay for there to be battles because we know that we are more than what? We are more than conquerors. Are we together now? So, so Jesus Christ said, no, that I don't live based on my circumstance. I live from the preceding word. And that's why we're talking about freshness. I would say the first freshness is freshness of what? Of the word. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word. So, a season, my season is not tip, is not identified by my external experience. My season is identified and is described by the word of the Lord. And let me tell you the truth. The word of the Lord many times is contrary to what you are going through. Sometimes you think you are going through a, a dark time. And the word of the Lord over your life in that season is not that. And so you must learn to exchange the experience you can see. Are we together now? With the word that he's given you. If you don't, you are going to live. If you don't, you are going to live under the sway. Is this sway now? Of the evil one. You get my point, girl? You're going to live under. You know, as I'm talking to you. Let me tell you what's in my mind. As I'm speaking to you, I'm seeing giants. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm, and I'm talking to you as a giant. I tell you the truth, I don't see your faces as I'm talking to you. I'm looking straight into your hearts. And I'm talking to the giant that's in you. And I'm uprooting the lies. That's what I'm, I tell you the truth. When you see me move like this, I'm seeing inside you. You are God's investment. And you are mine too. I tell you the truth. I have an idea of what you can become. And I know that I was, I was praying for someone and I told the person, you are not just a giant. You are a giant maker. Who did I tell that? I told somebody recently. I prayed for somebody. It's not you I told, Felix. <laughs> I told somebody. I sent somebody. Either I sent the person in. Sister Owen. Okay. I told her she's a giant maker. Because that's what happens when you are a genuine giant. When you are not a fluke. A giant by fluke. A giant by fluke was made a giant by his external experience. But genuine giant is from within. Are you with me? Do you know how to remove people from the dunghill? Do you know how? You should know how. You should be an expert in removing people from the dunghill. You should have enough accuracy of attitude and accuracy of word because it takes attitude and word to bring people out of what? Out of the dunghill. Do, when people come around, shall you want it that? When they come around, shall you want it that? That should be the spirit and the energy that you carry. I didn't know how to say shall you want it that in Yoruba. <laughs> eh? In English, I don't know how to say it. What should I say? You're beautiful. 
Praise God. One of my friends, a younger friend, called me and said, because he's been trying to learn some things from me, and people like fast things. They think the thing, when you learn it today, to walk tomorrow, the guy called me. He said, Father Zari, I said, I should just ask you. After you have uh, paid your tithe, you have sowed the seed, you have done everything, but it is right now, you don't have money. <laughs> he said, what less will I do? <laughs> I said, ask your friend. <laughs> I said, ask your friend for money. He said, eh. I said, yes, I ask your friend for money now. He was expecting me to give him a deep revelation. <laughs> and you will now know how, whether you are a bad person or a... All the other things I've taught, if you have used that in relating with your friends, when it's time to ask, you understand. That's that that that's how he attacks us. If you are the son of God, you understand. If you have done all these things, how come? He always attacks us that way. But you have to be a giant. Giants know how to talk to Satan. So Jesus was saying that yes, I'm hungry, but you see, you need to understand, Satan. Not all of us um, judge ourselves by what we're going through. Some of us judge ourselves by what the Lord says. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? So, so every time, and that was one of the prayers we prayed the other time, there must be a word, a word of God that is lighted on your tabernacle. There must be a word of God over your life. That is more real to you than whatever experience. You see, because when God wants to visit you, you get my point? When God wants to visit you and work a miracle, the only raw material he can use is the word, his word that you have kept. If God doesn't find a word with you, he can't do a miracle with you. Yeah. I tell you the truth. So, God comes for the keeper's of his word. There's nothing, listen, you are, it's better you tell him not to even come because if he comes to you and find murmuring, it can destroy you. You understand my point? He doesn't, he hates murmuring, he hates all those things. The only thing he can use is the word. That's why it is the expectation of the righteous that will not be cut short. Not the, not the murmuring of a loser. You get my point now? So, so that you are feeling bad is not attractive. Are we together now? That you are like, wow, look at my life now. It doesn't, that's not how miracles happen. That's not how change happens. Look at my life now. Well, if he, if he, if he help me, if he does not help me, it's him that will be disgraced. You know, all those kind of stuff. There has to be, an expectation inched on the word.
And what this does is that this helps us to know where we are. Because we can be deceived by things. Let me show you one scripture. I think I was trying to do that in John chapter 6. When the Bible was talking about... um, John chapter 6, verse 26... Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I said to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. You get my point now? You are here because you see me as somebody who gives bread. Now let's read. He now says, do not labor. So these things I'm sharing... If you can prayerfully have breakthroughs in these things, you'll be flying. I tell you the truth. Do not labor for what? For the food which what perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will what will give you. Now, don't forget that in the previous verse, the Son of Man gave them the food that perishes. Am I correct? He gave them that. He said, I gave you the food that perishes and that's why you are pursuing me. But you see, the heart is not for it. Don't use your heart for the food that what? Perishes. Are we together now? That so, these people who have, who got the food that perishes, spiritually, in the eye of Jesus, there was still an indictment on them. And the indictment is that they are still lacking, they are not healthy. So you can be with food and be without health. It means that you can be sorted externally, but you are empty in the eye of God. Are we together, friends? But you see, you can't be sorted internally and be empty because he's the giver of bread. But the heart is not for that bread. Are we together here? Now hear this, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. That word seal talks about approval. You get my point? So who or what did God put a seal on? Who? Jesus. There is a seal on Jesus. So what is approved in the eye of God is Jesus. So there is no seal on bread. So, so bread does not point to approval. That's what he's saying. He said, it is me that the father put a seal on. So the only thing God approves of is Jesus. But this Jesus can give bread. Now when you get his bread, many times you have an assumption that you are getting bread because there's approval on your life. And he's saying, no, bread is not a pointer to approval. Only Jesus is a pointer to approval. He says, God did not approve bread. God approved Jesus. Are we together here? But guess what? You can't have the seal and lack bread. But you can have bread and have no seal. Are we together, friends? 
Now let's continue on this same point, the next verse. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may walk the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Alright. The next verse. Therefore, they said to him, what sign will you perform that we should see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in desert. You get my point? The same issue Jesus had with them. And after sharing it with them, and says, I am the seal. They still say, which work will you do? What external thing will approve, will be an approval that you came from God? He says, I am the approval of God. This is, oh my God. I'm the seal. They say, ask you what work? So it means that this thing I'm teaching is a major stronghold. Yeah. That many times you, you are just expecting God to do something that will prove that He's with you. Yeah. You are waiting for your own testimony time. That my God, he pays to serve him. He will, he will show up. Delay is not denial. You get my point now? What was asking? I need to find you in God's presence. Every time and every day. And I need you satisfied in his presence. That's what Zach is saying. And then you are a man of God. So when I come close to you, I want to find out, are you happy? You see, many of you, when I meet you, when I'm talking to you about other, about many things, when I'm checking your soul, what I want to find out is, are you happy? Or you are waiting for a testimony? When you are not happy, I know I have work. Because Jesus satisfies. Yeah. When you are not satisfied, I know you haven't really met him. I know he's satisfying. And I'm saying, ah, how will I preach the message again? What can I do? This guy is not yet happy. This guy thinks he needs one miracle that will put him on track. So I'm wondering, are you happy? You know, Some of you ladies, I look at you. Some of you who are maybe expecting, maybe expecting a child, expecting a, a husband. Some of you guys expecting a job. I get close to you and I want to hear your heart and find out, are you happy? When I don't find that, ah, I'm broken. I'm sad. Because when you not get the job, you are not happy. Ah. Listen, when you are happy without anything external, you confuse Satan. Because he is the God of the earth. He's not the God of that realm. So when you, when you ignore this realm and engage that realm, he's confused. He doesn't know your next move. Yeah. <laughs> See, the greatest confusion of Satan is not tongues, it's joy. Yeah. Joy. Joy. You see, because you, you can speak in tongues and you, you yourself, you are confused. <laughs> yeah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. But, but you can't be in joy and you are confused. Because joy is domiciled in his presence. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. You, can't, you can't be in joy and confused. You can be crying in tongues. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you with me, friends? Ah. 
when you hold on to that, when you find that stuff I'm talking about, you're a king. You're a king. You see, Jesus needs you to be in a state where well, there was a time he sent his disciples two by two in twos and he didn't give them anything. Right? He sent them. And they went. Right? Why did they go? Confidence in him. It's, 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 not, it's not normal to go without anything. No clothes, no money. And I sent them to go. And the other time, come baby. And another time he gave them small change. As he sent them to go. Meaning that you should be able to go with change or without change. So what is stopping you is not your lack. What is stopping you is that you are not full of his presence. When you are full of his presence, you will go. This my God appears to be arrogant. He can just tell you, go. Why? Let me ask me why. Because he is complete. He is a combination of material and immaterial. Yeah, his spirit and is also everything. He is intangible and is also the creator of everything that is tangible. So when he gives you himself, he knows he gave you everything. I tell you the truth. Babe, you can see him. When God gives you himself, he knows he has given you everything. That's why he's arrogant with his words. Are you with me? You are crying to him. He says you are blessed. And you are like, God, show me. He says, are you okay? Me, I, me, I should show you. Me, I say you are blessed. Say, I should show you. Someone that created the heavens and the earth by talking. It won't bend down to solve your problem. If you are not used to, if you are not used to the economy of God's voice, you can't work with him. Yes, sir. He solves problem by talking. Yes, sir. It doesn't bend down. It doesn't ruin his trust. <laughs> when he tells you it is well with you, you are better be okay. Yes, I said, this man that never works in his life, he told that guy, you see, rise up, take up your bed and walk. If you like, don't rise up. If you like, don't take your bed. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. He speaks. And when you respond to that word, miracles will happen. So, let's go back to John. And my friends here, the blessed ones, are they here? So therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform? Don't forget that this was the same problem he was trying to solve, letting them know that I am the one who has, who has the seal. I don't have to do anything external. Even though he has done. What sign will you perform that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. That was their sign. Jesus said to him, most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. You get the point now? Yeah. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. So that bread is a lying bread. 
it says that Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. Are we together, friends? You see, it says, I am the true bread. The implication of this is that they were asking Jesus for a sign because they have concluded that what makes it accurate is something external. If it is miraculous, it's accurate. Jesus Christ said, no. I am the seal of the Father. So they now went and asked asked Jesus, show us, show us something accurate. Show us something external. Because Moses gave us bread. So the temptation is this, that many times we have the temptation of equating accuracy to external things. That temptation is huge. If I hit a major breakthrough in my business, then that's a sign that I've entered a new season. The Lord is with me. You get my point now? So when you have not, when those things have not happened, you are withdrawn. You can't war. You can't battle. You can't do stuff. Because your head is low. Until one day your redeemer commits. You get my point? A lot of you, 90% of you are waiting for the day your redeemer commits. That the people will know it that you serve a living, a living God. Yeah. A lot of us are waiting for that one day. And Jesus is saying, nothing external is the seal. I am the seal. So, the bread that came from heaven, that served their physical hunger, they had an assumption that that bread was the sign that God was with them. That Moses was sent from God. He said, that's the bread. We Listen, the present church in Nigeria has an assumption that that's the bread. We have an assumption that money is the bread. That miracles is the bread. That we have that assumption. A lot of us, 90% of us have that assumption. We are still in the old covenant. Thinking that the miracles that came from heaven, the bread, the career breakthrough, that that's the bread. And Jesus Christ said, no, you guys got it all wrong. So if you don't really understand these teachings that Jesus is bringing to us, you will wrongly judge yourself. And don't forget that this was the same conversation in the book of Revelation. Some people thought they were rich. And God says, no, you are poor. They thought they were clothed. He says, no, you are wretched. Because they kept judging themselves by something external. You have to stop that. Don't push your joy to an event. Don't postpone your miracle, your, your, your confidence to an event. Inge everything about your life to a person. The person that lives in you already. I wish somebody can say he lives in me. me. If we say it five times, I'll be excited. He lives in me. He lives in me. He lives in me. He lives in me. me. Can we give him a shout of praise of the house? Come on. Important. Important. Until you are on this pedestal, you are still talking to Satan. Until you get to this pedestal where you know he lives in me. Because Satan must know that he can't promote you. And that's when you are assured that you are already seated. 
For the bread, it says, I said to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. And only Jesus can say this. Sit down, brother. Only Jesus can say this. Kai, I love my Jesus. Only Jesus can look at what God gave you and you thought this is the Lord. This is everything. And when Jesus comes, he shames it. You see, you need encounters that will shame your miracles. You get my point? You get what I'm trying to say? Encounters that will, encounters that will humble you. Encounters that will humble you. Encounters that will make you naked. We all need those encounters. Encounters that will know, make you know you are not the greatest man of God. That even if you are the greatest man of God, that is a shame compared to the glory of our Lord. You know, his glory just makes us weak. Yeah. That's why a proud... You know what you see? You see, one of the ways you know a fake prophet is his intention to be a great prophet. When you desire to be great, you are fake. You see, because when you are in his glory, you know that your greatness is an insult to that glory. So you want to hide. But when somebody wants to be senior, superior prophet, I say, you can't want to be superior prophet if you have seen the real one. If you have seen the real one, you will know you are not a prophet. I tell you the truth. When you step into the glory, you know you are nothing. When you step into the glory, you will know that when people say you are, you are humble, you will know that they are insulting you. That, how do you mean by I'm humble? What will I have been if not, how, what's humble? Because sometimes we use this humility even as, as a big deal, say that guy is humble, as if he's not meant to be humble. Why won't you be humble? Who are you when in his presence, when, when he hasn't come, we think the bread he gave us is the bread of life. But when he comes, you can differentiate. You know, this is not the bread of life. You will know that job is not the bread of life. Praise God. I don't know if anybody bought the bread of life. Maybe you bought a car and you think I bought the bread of life. You just bought a car and said, Kai, I have life. <laughs> See the way some people cry. Some people will give them one card, they'll be crying. They just is an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. You see, when, 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 he, when he visits you, you even want to go out. People who saw him, he begs them to stand up. When you see him, you just fall down. You just say, kill me, Lord. Kill me. Say, stand up, stand up. <laughs> I don't used to kill people. I give life. Stand up. But when you think you are something, it's because you have tasted of a miracle and you have an assumption that that miracle is the bread of life. You are still in the Old Testament. Yeah. When, when, when you get a miracle and then that miracle pops you up or makes you feel you are something, you are still in the old covenant. You thought that was the bread of life. Then you need an encounter so that just when I say, that bread that came from heaven. Hey, I need to be careful. So it means some things are coming from heaven that is still not the bread of life. That, that it came from heaven doesn't make it the bread of life. Can I preach to these guys? Can I, can I talk to my friends? That's so some things are coming from heaven that is still not the bread of life. And you need to pray and say, Father, help me to differentiate things. Oh. Help me not to mix things up. Oh. Are you with me? Help me not to mix things up. They were sure. These guys, how can you be wrong for, 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 for over a century? They were sure they have eaten the bread of heaven. And from generation to generation, they had that assumption. That Kai, we are Israel, we have eaten the bread of heaven. Until one man came and said, it's a lie. He, a lot of things that you are carrying, it's a lie, you are not, you know. 
Just carry, you know. When I met the Lord three years later, He promoted me. Oh God, oh God, it's not the bread from heaven, no. Oh God, it's not the bread. I know God did it. But there is another thing He wants to do in your life. And that thing He wants to do, His name is Jesus Christ. Are you together? Don't mix him. Don't mix him. Don't mix him with cash. Don't mix him. Don't mix him with anything. Where he do, he, he, oh my God. Nothing qualified. He's enough. He's silly enough. And this is where we are all on the same level. You get the point? Plus pastor, plus prophet, plus apostle, all of us on the same level. And when we're executing our offices, we, Jesus Christ said, pastors, don't load it. He says, don't Lord. He says, you are not a pastor to not be Lord in it. Because you need to understand that you also have a shepherd. You see? You, hey, you, by the time the caretaker feels like selling the house, you know it's the trouble. Caretaker, when, he, because landlord is in America, you know some landlord in America, the caretaker can forget. <laughs> caretaker can forget. I said, by next week, you are dead, you are just like people. In fact, I'm giving up this and just remember it's not his house. Because you can do caretaker for so long. You think it's your house. Yeah. Yeah. Because your, because your guy is in, your guy is in America. And, and, and this guy does not call too much. You know, God can look at you. God can look at you for 85 years. He'll just be looking at you. Yeah, you can look at it. See these guys, for hundreds of years, if you, if you give them a say, have you ever eaten the bread of life? They will say, yes, 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 we have eaten the bread from heaven. Bread from heaven. They said, the manna. So we ate the manna. It came from heaven. Jesus Christ said, it's not true. He, I need that experience that can make me understand what is true and not true. My, my friends, are you with me, my friends? You, because some people now they are married now. They think they have the bread of life. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Those who are married, they think they have the bread of life. Until you have one encounter, you find out that there's nothing special about you. Mo, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. How? Where did it not come from? We saw it now. We saw it. Are we together now? We need that fresh encounter that strips me of what I have naturally assumed that is Jesus Christ. Even though it came from him. I just assumed. See this question, eh? it was a question where they were expecting answer. They never thought the question was wrong. You know some things you have just assumed. They're going to me buy my clean. Someone else said, no, sir, it's not McLean. McLean is the name of... Say, hey. <laughs> McLean is the company. It is not... That's the kind of question. Where you actually go? Go and buy, go and buy me Maggie. He said, ah, who is... Buy, buy me Omo. You know? <laughs> Are we together, friends? It's this kind of question. They were sure. He said, give us sign. Moses gave us a sign. They were so sure. They were not... They were waiting for answer. He said... He said, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. But guess what? They saw that bread coming from yeah. heaven. Yes. He says, no, Moses. So you have to be careful what, what God blesses you with. After he has blessed you, when you thank him and worship him, you still ask him, where is Jesus? Because that's where the seal is. 
That's where the seal is. And sometimes it looks like you don't have a, a lot of blessings. But make sure you are looking on to Jesus. Just make sure. He is the seal. Are we together, friends? He's the seal. So when I look at you right now, I don't want, to th- I don't want you to think you are lacking anything. So far you are seeing Jesus. Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he. Somebody say, is he. I want you to shout, is he. So you understand that. That your mind and your heart and your spirit must now change the idea of bread from things to a person. Are you with me? From things to a what? Person. They thought the bread was just what you eat. He says, no, bread is now he. Are you with me? It's he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Can you say the bread is he? Bread is he. He. So we're always humble. We're always seeking. We're always searching. We're always longing for him. Are you with me? Some of us will be at different levels and faces in life. Some of us already have our miracles in our pocket, but we know that's not the bread. Some of us don't have our miracles yet in the pocket, and we know that's still not lack of bread. Lack of miracle is not lack of bread. And presence of miracles is not presence of bread. Bread of God is he. I like that statement. Who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Is there any other thing next? Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. I don't know if you can give me two minutes. Just explain that part. I go to the next thing. Praise God. May God give you understanding. And may God give you this miracle. Let me show you something, what it means by he who comes to me. You see, because the reason, you know what I'm talking about is I said that nothing external is the bread, right? So whenever you lack it and you think you don't have bread, it's because you are missing something, right? So what when he says he who comes to me, he's talking about he who now defines life, not from physical bread, but to Jesus Christ. He said, when you step in that place, you are never going to hunger again. So it means that before you were there, you were hungry. Are you with me? You get my point now. You were you were expecting some miracles that will make you feel satisfied. But he's saying if you change base. Satisfaction is no more from anything external. That's why it says you will never hunger or never thirst. Yeah. Some of us are not hungering or thirsting. Yeah. And we still don't have all the miracles yet. But we are now feeding from another thing. Am I pretty here? Something else is bringing satisfaction. And that's, that's, that's the transition that God has to do. You know, 
And this is the reason for prayers, and this is the reason why I'm trusting God to help. Because preaching, when I'm preaching, the words I'm saying, just the words cannot make this thing happen to you. It's an internal miracle. Where you just shift. When this shift has happened to you genuinely, you now turn to not someone they bless with those things. You turn to a custodian. You keep it on behalf of the kingdom. That's why I keep telling you, after the SU revival, we have not yet really had custodians of wealth. What we have is people who think that wealth is bread. But when you shift and look at Jesus, then they will not be afraid to commit it to you. Are we together now? He shall, he who believes in me shall never thirst. Is there a next verse before I go to the next point? Alright, that's okay. Are you blessed by some of these thoughts I'm sharing? You get my point now? So you need fresh word. God needs to be speaking to you. You need to be feeding. So stop seeing the word of God as just a promise. It's life. It's not just promise. It's life. Let it enter you as life. Receive it as life. Live on it. You know, some of you have not, are not satisfied when God has spoken. Like, it's strange. You need, you need retreat. It's unholy. It's not right. When God speaks, you are not satisfied. His, his word should be what gives you satisfaction. So you need that freshness. Somebody say fresh in the word. Fresh in the word. Fresh in the word. You see? Give me someone. Let me just look at something there. Because, and that's why it's going to take a lot of consistency in God's word. So that the word of God becomes I don't know how to, your, the prevalent psychology. I don't know if that word is correct. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying. I'm trying to say something. I don't know what it is. So the word of God is, is, is what is in your back end. Where's Toby? You please talk about back end. What does it mean? Eh? Yeah. You get my point? The word of God has to be in your back end. See, if the word is not in your back end, the one you are quoting with your mouth is a rumor. You are whining yourself. And get it to your back end. So that it becomes how you normally think. It's not for service, it's not for program. You need to get the word to your back end. Some of you have gotten, I can pick those who have gotten the word to their back end in this house. I know some of you have gotten. 
the word to the back end. He has to be in the back end. Of course, it's not, it's not a once and for all stuff. You keep doing it. But you need to get it. And you, nobody can do it for you. You need to get at it by yourself. You get my point? Can I preach to you? Now, when the word is in your back end, you can't die. It's not possible. You are above the forces and the realms of death. Yeah. What makes them to stone a man? After stoning him, he gets up and goes back into the city. Mental case. Back end. The, the command for that city has not yet finished. So his pain and his heart was not more powerful than him. Back end. What makes us give when we don't yet have harvest? We're not yet millionaire. It's back end. Because you see, it's not the money we get that is a proof that our giving is working. We're not giving so that it can work. It's giving is the way. It's not a principle again. We give, and after that, we go and get the Gary to drink. You know what I'm it's, it's not a, it's, it's not, it's, it's not principle. It's lifestyle. Back end. Forgiveness. Back end. So you have to get the word to your back end. You have to, and, and, and you have to feel, you have to feel yourself Till it enters the back end. It doesn't enter the back end when the word is still, when the word is still in, is still scarce. No. You come from scarcity, get it to back end. You from fullness is how we, let the word of God dwell richly in you. It is when it is rich, it can enter your back end. So can you see that lazy Christianity is not Christianity? Are you together with me? You get it to the back end yourself. And it has to be richly. Praise God. Two ways to get the word to your back end. Prayers. Amen. Prayers. Breakthrough prayers. I was to talk about that. Breakthrough prayers. That's a type of prayer where you pray till you break through. You need to pray till the spirit prays. You start the prayer, then the spirit prays. That's the process of getting the word to the back end. Another is the opening of the scripture. Yeah. You need to open the scripture yourself. Open your Bible yourself. No experience greater than the experience of reading the Bible. No conference is greater than it. It's the greatest conference. God himself told me this. God by himself. He said the greatest experience you're ever going to have in your life it's not the ones I bring to you in dreams and trances and all of that. Is the experience? He says. He says the understanding of scripture is the closest description of my glory. God told me. Yeah. Yeah. God told me. Scripture is powerful. You must allow the scripture to stain your soul, because a lot of lies have been put in your soul. That's why you have an assumption Moses gave you bread. You now need an encounter that wash away those lies. Do you know poverty is a knowledge? It's a knowledge. The day you stop knowing that you are poor, you won't be poor. And the day you start knowing that you are rich, see, come. 
there's a lot of things that grew up with you that your back end. When you graduate from school, if another person gets your degree, the same degree you got, and that person grew up in a house where their father finished, retired as the uh, MD of Chevron or Shell, all his uncles, one finished in one foreign company, another went to one foreign company, another went to one foreign company. He grew up hearing those kind of things. Listen, when he's looking for a job, he, he naturally wants to work with Barclays Bank. He just wants to go to Facebook. You are just saying, if I can see one small startup, if I can attach my... It's back-end though. It's back-end. And it's not, it's not a big deal to him. It's not a big deal to him. He's not trying to, he's not, he's not in me eye. <laughs> the guy is just himself. He's not in me eye, he's just himself. Why? Because while he was growing, all his cousins, those were sisters were talking about. So that's life for him. Yeah. To you is a dream. A dream that will not come true. A dream. <laughs> but if your father and your mother did not train you well, you now have another person. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You understand? So you will now have one on one with him. He will now begin to let you know your purpose and destiny. Then you not you need to not feel that you know you know Kwa once said Yami Baba wo biminda emi gongon mutun turabi that's it back end you understand you recreate your identity you oh my god friends you can hey hey when you now do that your children will now have it natural I'm trusting God for a breakthrough. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God for a breakthrough. Your child will not do like that. He will just be walking into it. This is the regenerational course. Yeah. It's a back end issue. That's is the regenerational course. It's not prayer and fasting that breaks it. Is the word of glory Hallelujah. that breaks it. This is the reiteration that cause. It's back end issue. So you now have to go and rewire yourself through that word. So that you don't resemble where you are coming from again. What is it as your brother? I say, hey, brother, it's strange because you have been washed by the blood. That's his dad. That's your dad. I can't believe it. You have been washed by the blood. Come and give Funsha. Can I tell you one of the signs? This is just for free. One of the signs of someone who has purified his back end. Should I tell you? Ask me. Say, what's the sign? Kindness. Kindness. You see, there's something connected to when greatness is natural to you, you'll be kind. But when greatness is struggled to you, you'll be wicked. So when you see wicked people, it's because it's fluke. Their greatness is fluke. When it's operating from the back end, you will know humanity deserves it. You know you're not special. You are even shocked that they don't want to. You know. 
But when people, do you know how I got here? You are still there. <laughs> do you know how I end it? You are, st- you, you are still there. The course is, st- the course remained. <laughs> see now, see, see our God inviting us into eternal life. See how easy it is for them to bring us into life because it's normal to them. You see, God is more kind than some men of God. Yeah. Eh? Some men of God will tell you before you can arrive, before, before you can access these things, Kai, you have to pay the price. Before you can break through into it, will take you 15 years. And it's natural, it's kind. That's why it's, tra- it's, it's difficult and it's not good to be raised under an unkind atmosphere. Don't equate lack of kindness with discipline. It's not discipline. You are just not kind. You are not disciplined. You are not strict. You are unkind. Kindness, kindness must be a culture that, that you embrace. Because anything you give without kindness... Is stained with wickedness. Yeah. When you bless somebody without being kind, you, you either break this, the person's spirit, or you turn you make the person, uh, yeah, or the person will break other people's spirit. And like a lack of kindness, also this is just for free. Lack of kindness also allows for hypocrisy. Because you want to earn it. And when you want to earn something, you'll be fake. So you'll be who you are not around people. You understand? Because you want to study how the price that, that will make you get it from them. So you will act drama. So that you get it. Then you are fake. Empty in the soul, but full of drama. So you must create a culture of kindness around you. And even for fathers and mothers here, you must raise your children with a culture of kindness. You get my point now? So that they don't wake up in the midnight to steam it. You get my point? Kindness births confidence. When you are kind, you birth confidence in people. Are we still together here? So I'm talking about back, backhand, right? And I said, blessed is the man. You see, it's a little bit different from the man is blessed. A little bit. Because sometimes the man is blessed might mean that something has happened to him or he was given something. That got him to be blessed. But he said, blessed is the man. Nothing, you, he didn't get anything. He's just a blessed person. Are we together here? Now, which man is blessed? He said, this man is the man who walks not in the what? In the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor what? Nor sits where? In the seat of what? The scornful, these are qualities of hearts. 
we are this 2021 we are in the third heart which is mock mockery are you with me many years ago we were in the part of sinners but now the world is now in in scorners scorners are the ones that pervert the way you see when you call when people call themselves sinners it's because they know what they are doing is wrong or when people call themselves scorners or mockers, it's because they have an assumption that people who are doing the right things are fools. That is when right is turned to wrong, and wrong is what turned to right. Which is, that's not, that's not my point. Are we together here? So, blessed is that man who has chosen not to what? Not to walk in the what? In the counsel of what? Of the ungodly. The ungodly is the natural man. You get my point? The natural way of thinking. The natural way of thinking. And God will deliver you from it. The natural way of thinking. Let the spirit be your natural default. The spirit has his own thoughts. The spirit has his way of doing things. Praise God. The spirit has a way of talking. When you are talking to people, let the spirit govern you. Don't don't talk without the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when you are talking, the Holy Spirit will tell you, say it this way. Don't be, don't be good. Do you understand? Don't, not until after you have spoken, when you go, when you now went home, during night vigil. That was when God now told you that how you spoke three days ago. You can, while you are talking, the Spirit can be leading you. At the spot, as the convention is going, we'll be telling you how to say it, how not to say it, how to do, how not to do it. Are we together here? And I'm not asking you to be some, you know, some people are jellyfish naturally. They will not lie on the spirit. I'm not asking you to be a jellyfish. Sometimes the spirit of God will have you take a tough position. I'm not one, I'm not one of those who preach love as stupidity. I'm not one of them. If I walk in love with you, you might not like yourself. If I just walk in love with you. <laughs> I'll just walk, walk in love. The spirit can lead you how to talk to your wife, how to talk to your spouse, how to talk to your boss, how to, what message to send, text me, how to behave. You get my point now? What to do with your offering. What to do with your money. The spirit should be able to, to lead you how to spend money. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Practice it. Sometimes you will look foolish. But I tell you the truth, God is seeing your heart. Practice it. Practice. They don't, when you want to buy something and you are feeling restrained, 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 and it makes all the logical sense to buy it. <laughs> don't calm down. A lot of you, the spirit will tell you, he knows, he knows, and sometimes you now feel ashamed. You now find out, oh, this was why I was getting this way. I told you that God has, only him has the prerogative of intention. Don't forget that. I learned that from Pastor I. God has the prerogative of intention. Many times when God speaks to us, we want to understand why he's speaking, why he said it. And if it doesn't make logical sense, we help him adjust it. No. It has the prerogative of intention. And many times intentions are, are so far from the matter on ground. 
Are you with me? So you have to allow him. He will teach you. He teaches us all things. All things. It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. You get my point now? I'm talking about how to get life into your back hand. Somebody say delight. delight. Now, if something is your delight, how do you engage it? Huh? Consistently, right? With joy. That's how to engage the law. You have to engage it in a delightful way. Are we together here? His delight is in the law. And one of the prayers that God is going to answer is that your delight for the law would just skyrocket even in this season. Delight in the law. Your delight in his ways. His delight is in the law. And what does he do? In his law, he meditates how? Day and night. So you are finding, you are finding divine perspective. I see some of you arguing on issues that God, you know, whenever you are talking confidently, let it be that God spoke to you. I'm shocked how Christians are confident when God did not speak to them. Did God speak to you? You see, when I, th- when I talk about, when you confidently hear me talk about the Islamization agenda, it's not a rumor. God spoke to me. When I tell you that uh, Kamalaris and all those people have bad discipline, God spoke to me. And anything you hear me not confidently push, because he has not yet what? Spoken to me. Have that kind of attitude. You get my point now? It means that my brain does not lead me. I use it, but it does not lead me. Right? Can I hear you say right? Yes. And it's law, he meditates how? Day and night. So you are looking for divine perspective every time. You are saying, Spirit, speak to me. What should I do? Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. But like, you get my point. You say, Holy Spirit, help me. What, what's the right position? Friends, I tell you the truth, it's not difficult. It will, be not, it will happen. Immediately, the Spirit will begin to lead you little by little. And just keep following it. Begin to practice it. I'm telling you what to do. Your greatest gift, your greatest gift, your, the greatest gift you have in working with God is brokenness. And you must pray for it. That God, let me be a broken person. You see? You see? Can I talk to you, friends? Can I talk to you, friends? Because your journey is measured in brokenness. How far you go is, is in brokenness. Lack of brokenness is your greatest delay spiritually. Yeah. You will not enjoy the glory of God if you are not broken. He says, this man will I look at. This man will I look at. The man that what? He trembles at my word. The man with a contrite heart and a broken, a broken heart and a contrite spirit. I don't know. One of the two. And trembles at my word. He said, that man will I look at. He means that there are some people God is not looking at them. Are you with me? God is not looking at them at all. God does not see them. When you are not broken, 
God does not look at you. He respects you. But when you are broken, you will attract the glory of God. Brokenness. Ask me, Pastor Zach, how can I be broken? Ask me. You get it in God's presence, but practically speaking, be broken towards men. I tell you the truth. It will give you speed. Men, human beings. Yeah. Be broken. Husband, be broken to your wife. Towards your wife. Be broken. Don't think that brokenness is not make you head of head again. That because if I'm broken, I will not be head. No, 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 no. Go and check the man who was broken. The lamb. Bible says the lamb that was slain. Where did he sit? Sit on the throne. You can be slain and still have throne. That you are broken does not mean you have lost your throne. You have to find a place of vulnerability. You have to find it. This man, 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 man is a rumor. You see, to be a man of God is not your strength. It's the manifestation of God through you. That's your man. That thing called man is when God can pass through you. It's not you. Man is not you. It's the revealing of God. And God can pass through without brokenness. So brokenness makes you a man. You get my point? But look for men you can broken towards. And sometimes situations will break you. Thank God for it. Very painful situations that will humble you. And the spirit will not allow you to fight back. Those are your great moments. Yeah. Where they will disgrace you. They will just wash you. Because yes, the Lord I give you praise. Where they will wash you. They will wash you and the spirit will hold your tongue. Hey. Use it to, act, to carry glory. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> are you with me my friends? Those type of situations, they also help you. But practically speaking, you need people that you are broken towards. And I tell you the truth, God has given you them. One, your friends. But broken towards your friend. Your friends must be able to speak to you. And then you listen to them. Praise God. Some people want spiritual father. You can't have a spiritual father if you are not submitted to your friends. Because that hammer is harder. Yeah. If you are not, if you are not, if you can't submit to advice, how will you submit to command? Yeah. Because fathers command. Yeah. If I'm your father, I will command you. I will tell you do this, and I won't look at your face. You understand? Yeah. If I'm your father, if you have an issue with your husband, I will come to your house and I will say, go and beg him. And, and I, I can even tell you, oh, titan. And you look at yourself, you find like, oh, titan. And you have to walk it, cotton. Yeah. That's what the father does. The father will look at the man and say, that matter, I don't want to hear it again. Yeah. It's not for picture. Father is not for picture. It's not for guy. Yeah, that's my father. That's my father and the Lord. That's not what father is. <laughs> that's not what father is. That's not what pastor is. Yeah. 
That's why I keep saying, I don't pastor everybody that attends this church. Some are attending. Some I am pastoring. Yeah. Ah, the ones I can't talk to, I'm not your pastor. If I can't talk to you, listen to me, I'm not your pastor. <laughs> you are attending and it's okay. Later, you will be a, you, you can change it because it's a big issue. Later. But if I'm your pastor, I should be able to talk to you. Praise God. I should be able to tell you, wait, if you want to marry somebody, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your pastor, you can't bring your boyfriend. I said, that's my boyfriend. From where? <laughs> that's my boyfriend. I will tell you congratulations. Yes, yeah, congratulations. And I'll tell Pastor Obi to go and... Anytime, anytime they want to watch me like that, it's Pastor Obi, I said, no, Pastor Obi helps me to do that. Pastor, don't worry, Pastor Obi is going to see you. Because Pastor Obi is, is a genuine pastor. <laughs> you help them. See, one of the ways you know I'm angry with you is when I send you to Pastor Obi. Know that. <laughs> I know that. Uh, <laughs> I know that I'm done with you. Alright, Pastor Obi. Let's go, Pastor Obi. I'm done with you. He has, he, it has finished from my side. And I know he's remaining with him. <laughs> he will continue the process. Brokenness. Friends, are you with me? Yes. Brokenness. Hmm. I know what I'm talking about, my friends. Brokenness. Brokenness. You can have everything in this world. If you don't have brokenness, God does not count you. See, see, see. All, when you say spirit of David, mercy of David, something Davidic, his brokenness. What David brought to the table is brokenness. When you go and read, I've, about eight years ago, I've done a study on David. God told me to. What I saw and prayed for is his heart. And that's a broken heart. He, even his child had the feeling that he can dethrone him. You don't understand. As powerful as David was, his child felt he could dethrone him. That was because he's broken. For the child, it's like God now. Satan thought he could deal with God. God, he's broken. God. You see, you can be chopping his eye like this. He will not do anything. He's a broken man. God himself. The, the man thought he could, his son. And he said, maybe God is trying to, maybe God is trying to deal with me. And when I read David, David messed me up. David changed my life. I was a younger boy than this. When I read David, and my life changed. And I saw that this guy, he's broken. The man always puts his protection in the hands of God. He does not put budget on personal protection. See, David can can save Israel, can protect Israel. But himself, he always keeps himself vulnerable. It is this guy that his guys wanted to kill him. People close to him always feel they can deal with him. That's it. That's it. That's when you are broken. His people, when they got to Ziglag, when they saw, they wanted to stone the guy. His people always... You have to pray to God to help you to carry that heart of brokenness. His law, he meditates day and night. Ezra. And he shall be. You get my point now? He shall be. Stand up. He shall be like what? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit. You get my point now? He's now the tree. You get my point now? He's now a tree. Because there's something in the back end. 
And it will always produce fruit in the season. Because he has taken the word to the back end. You're going to see now, girl. You need to take the word to the back end. You need to give yourself to praying until God speaks. And when God speaks, it's over. Don't argue. When God says you don't have a problem, stop telling you have a problem. Stop it. A lot of you take problems to God. You can put on the ACs now. It's going to get it out. And if God says that, if God says there's no problem, there's no problem. If God says thank me, thank him. If God says you are in a season of praise, be in a season of what? Of praise. Just give me 10 more minutes. Are we together now? So, when you are fresh in the word, you also have to learn to be fresh in the spirit. I'll pick it up from here next week by God's grace. But let me just introduce the next one. I think I'm done with this first one. So, you have to be fresh in the spirit. Right? Spiritual fervency. You get my point, friend? You have to be fervent. 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 You get my point now? When you are fervent, you are going to have a quick spirit. A swift spirit. It makes communication easier. God can reach you. You get my point? Fervency. Without fervency... Your communication line with God will slow down. And your capacity to dislodge the enemy will be very low. Are you with me? Will be very low. You have to be fervent. Your capacity to even bless a brother. Your ability to dispense kingdom will be very low. Some of us, our abilities to dispense kingdom is too low. Our, our, we are running on close to empty. You get my point now? You have to be fervent. Fervent in the spirit. Not slothful in business. not slothful? Slothful in business. What enough to be slothful? What's slothful? Sluggish, slow. What's, what, what, what's antidote to a fervency? So if you're not fervent, what will happen to you? You'll be slow. So some of us are not, some things that have meant to have happened to us in life have not happened because we are not fervent in the spirit. I'll be fervent in the spirit. So that you can be fast. It's when you are not fervent in the spirit that people who are not saved will be toasting you. It's not a blessing. It's not, and it's not a sign of your beauty. The pastor, oh, married people are always toasting me. People who are not born again. It's because you are not fervent. You've not heard your tongue. You are not meant to be that exciting. By the time they near you, carry do fi party kushaya. You get my point. You are you are yet canal. You are attracting too many sensual. You are not fervent. The music you like, a music that um, is not is not is not naramali, but it's in between. You love Johnny Drill. You love all those things. You get my points. You don't like spiritual things. You're not fervent. You need fervency. Hmm? 
You need fervency. You can't even worship God until they bring Sinat. It has to be a popular artist. You get my point? Somebody has said, oh, we give God glory. Yes, Lord. You know, it has to be something sensual. They have to, it has to be something. You get my point? You can't dance except there's gong gong. Your spirit doesn't generate movement. You are not, your spirit ought to generate movement. You should be a generator of praise and worship from inside you. You should be generating it. You are not fervent. You need to create a structure that will return you back to fervency. And my friends here, create a structure that will return you back to fervency. Sometimes you wake up in the midnight and play some kind of messages. Praise God. The other day I told my friend, send me kumuyi. I had, I had like, I had, if I send me one, I had it five times. I wanted to hear kumuyi. Because I just needed something that would mess me up. You get my point now? Fancy. Put your Bible on, 247. When you are not reading it, let it play to your ears. You get my point now? Fancy, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues always. Paradushina, parikatufa, pensokriya. When you are at work, under your breath, pray in the spirit. Not the same tongues, not the same tongues you have been speaking, you know. The same tongues. The same tongues. There's one pastor, when I hear his tongues, I feel sad. I, I don't want him to speak in tongues. I don't Tongues does not inspire. I say, Whose kind of fake tongues is this? This man, stop your mouth. These tongues you are washing like this, three tongues. You get my point now? Create a structure that will help you to be fervent. Get music. Don't only listen to music that appeals to your emotions. Get real spiritual music. And you know them, but you are ready. You know them. I'm not against those other music. I'm just saying that the spiritual ones should be your main songs. When last did you cry in God's presence? Why, why are you not crying? What's making you laugh every time? Why are you not crying? You never cry. You never dance in a way where you are lost. You should be dancing and crying. And you need to be fervent in spirit. Not slothful in business. If you are not fervent, everything about you will be slow. If you are not fervent, you will be coming to church late. You see? You will be coming to church late. Yeah. When you are fervent, you always want to come to church early. You want to come to church early to hear the word of life. One of the things fervency does to you, it makes you a child. Yeah. Never lose that thing. The kingdom is for children. I was I said I was going to go and rest in one particular state lately. I was saying you do this. Listen, when I say I'm going to any state I choose, it's because there's one or two churches there. Yeah. When I say rest, I don't rest from church. I don't rest. It's not vacation that won't go and hear what. What kind of useless vacation is that? I plan my vacation. I ask which 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 church is there. There must be a preacher. Hallelujah. I have preachers in different 
cities that I want to hear. The day I go to this place, I'll go and hear Intia Intia. I want, I like the man who sweat. Let me go and hear. If I go to another city, I want to go and hear, uh, I want to go and hear Nietzsche. From there, I'll go and hear in a spot. I will hear them like that. I have to hear the word. I have to go to church. I have to go to church. I have to go to church. And I have to go to church early. Even here, I come, I, I must be part of praise worship. Even here. I almost never miss praise worship. Even here, I always, I, I can't stroll in. When the, they finish all the praise worship, brothers, I'll not be coming, they'll not be singing Dorime for me. I said, Dorime. <laughs> He will be friends. <laughs> you have to be fervent. Tell somebody you have to be fervent. See, read, read them. Um, read. Read. When you, uh, when you come together, let one come. I think that's First Corinthians 14, I think starting from 26. Are you blessed tonight? Yes, sir. Friends, this is the only will. There's no other, don't let, there's no other will. This is the only way. You can't, you can't be fervent listening to 10 laws of business. This thing, that's not, that's, that should be your secondary, maybe because it's in line with your purpose. But you can't be feeding on motivational preaching out to old fuck a knife. You can't cast out demons that way. <laughs> you get my point? You say how to be a, how to be a queen's lady, how to, all those things do not do much. Those ones are sec. I'm not saying throw them away completely. They are second. How to cross your leg when you sit down? Those things cannot do much. You need the rich word. Well, you see, when Jesus resurrected, when he was talking to those guys, he said, "Did our hearts not burn?" That's how to get father. Preaching that burns your heart. Preaching that wake you up in the midnight. Hey, when you will wake up in the midnight. And think about your life. What next? Yeah. So when you are going home, you feel guilty for leaving the church. That I'm still meant to be praying. You need those type of atmospheres. How is it, brethren? Whenever you what? Whenever you, I can't hear you. Whenever you what? So before he says, come with Sam, come with him. At least you must confess. So it means that coming together is important. Don't outgrow fellowship. Never outgrow it. Fellowship in church, fellowship amongst friends. Friends ought to meet. Have prayer partners. Are you together with me? Have prayer projects. That you are no more praying. It's not, it's not that you have, you have grown. When you come to what? Together. Whenever you come together, each, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has a, that's why when we pray, what do I ask after we pray? I said, does anybody have anything? I always ask you. But that's when you now say, hey, if he points me, I will not God really wants me to talk. 
you are carnal. Then the two weeks later, and I said, and that last week, when we were praying, the Lord spoke to you, you are a carnal person. So does anybody have anything to say? God has spoken to you, say, eh, if God really wants me to, to, wants me to talk, he will point me and call me. That's being carnal. It's already in scripture. Just when you come, and so when I ask you, does anybody have anything? The other time, when was it some weeks back when Pastor Felix told me he has a tongue? And I said, you should give, give the tongue, and he gave the tongue, and it was powerful. You understand? Someone have a psalm. Another have, another has a has a revelation. You understand? That's life. When we are praying, I saw two two gorilla. One was doing like this. That's how that's life. As we are praying, Pastor, immediately you said, immediately you said power. I just saw him. Don't lie, you. I didn't say you lie. Well, where does he? I see you saw. But you must have desire for those things. I told you, I told you I went on dry fast for days. I told God I want to come to heaven. I'm not talking of when I was younger. I'm talking of this year. Days. I was only drinking, um, um, Zobo that Eki made for me. I said, God, I want to. And he knows that if he does not answer me, I won't stop. He was, after some days, he came to visit me. He said, Robert Liadson. I said, I'm not bringing you to heaven. He said, God said, I should tell you, you are not coming to heaven for now. Say the things I've told you before, go and practice it. I'm not interpreting the dream. I'm not interpreting the dream. He just came and said, The Lord says I should say to you, He's not calling you to heaven for now. The things He has told you, go and practice it. Go and be established in the last things He told you. And then He gave me one major warning of my life. Those were the two things. And He, he put it. After saying it, He gave me the note. I put it in my hands. And I woke up and I went to break my fast. But I didn't waste my. <laughs> I don't used to waste my time. The fast has a purpose. They said I will not go to heaven. I love fast <laughs> I broke it immediately. Since then, I've not gone back to that fast. I've not. I've never been motivated. Fervent in the spirit. I was. I was having one dream one time. I was seeing a man of God telling me some stuff, and I told the man of God, "I'm about to wake up now, and I know this is an encounter." I said, oh yeah, write it in the paper because I want to wake up with it. And the man was ready and I was waking up. I said, hey, I said, Kai. You just sleep anyhow. You just sleep anyhow. Oh, Remy. It's not every time I sometimes I'll say, Lord, I won't sleep, come and visit me. I will dream of mango. It's not every time I have. I'm not saying it's every time. But there has to be a desire. <laughs> you get my point. You know, God told me, Zach, if you want to hear me more, this is many years ago. If you want to hear me frequently, pray for people. He said, I'll be talking to you. And I asked him why. He said, because if you don't pray for people, I can't tell you about them. Yes, because if I tell you about people you are not praying for, it's gossip. Yes, if you are praying for them, it's because you have concern. Yes. So I can share with you. Yes. So you have to go for spiritual meetings. See, all these 30 minutes, Bible, uh, you know, it should be great. It does not, it does not make you fervent in spirit. The Lagos preaching 
does not make you fervent. I'm not lying. I'm not criticizing. I'm just talking the fact. Are you with me, friend? Yes, sir. Fervent in spirit. You have to be fervent in spirit. When I come around you, I should be smelling fervency. When we are playing football on the field, I see the fervency of my guys. I tell you the truth. The, the, the sweetness to repent. When you don't break the ceiling. Yeah. Sinners don't do it. When you break someone's leg, your spirit will touch you. You will know whether it's you that is a fault. You might first do a giddy. No verse, no verse. You know? <laughs> fervency. It shows in, the Bible says, godliness is profitable to all, in all things. The last scripture is in Ephesians chapter 5, where he also taught us about. I'll pick it up next week so that I don't get you. Ephesians chapter 5 is a long read. Don't worry. We'll pick it up another time. By getting my point on these things, you need to work on this thing. This is where your life is. Friends, this is where your what? Where your life is. Husband and wife, forget what you guys think you are going through. Go and pray. Prophesy. When, when, when you are fervent in the spirit, when you are praying, you don't just talk anyhow. You allow your spirit. Don't, when somebody says, pray for me, don't pray anyhow. Let each word that you say, let it come from your spirit. So pray slowly. Are you with me, friend? Father, in the name of Jesus, shut up. Pray slowly. Pray slowly. And don't be afraid to be stupid. See how I disgrace myself every prison. You think I don't know I'm disgracing myself every time where. But from all those disgrace, we have sang like 100 songs. Maybe 150 is disgrace. 100 will be correct. You, know? you have to be willing to disgrace yourself. You think this is just my Say, uh, I love you, I praise you. you say you're about a new song. You sometimes I look like a fool. I'm just there looking like a mumu, like a fool. But you have to be willing to be foolish. So when next you want to pray, believe that you carry something. I say, Father Lord, I thank you. Start with thanksgiving. I thank you for your son. Before you know, the next line will come. Another line will come. You're already prophesying like that. Then after the while, pictures will start coming. And don't be afraid to say it. So that the spirit can move through you. I'll pick it up from here next week. God bless you.